Welcome back. These are Pandemic Pints. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to yet another episode, folks. I am Kieran. And I'm JP. Thanks for uh, tuning in today uh, as we launch into another episode. But before we get into it, JP arrived with, I think we're hoping, some much improved uh, non-alcoholic selections this week. We, we actually have two different ones, JP, right? You picked up a, uh, a Wicklow I, Wolf. Can I just first off say I spent more than 99 cents on these beers? So. Well, I can tell already that they were more than 97 cents. Um, <laughs> The, the quality is a marked increase. Yeah, yeah. So what, actually, what did you? I, I got I got the the Wicklow Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Moonlight non-alcoholic hoppy ale. We're yeah. gonna start with that, and then we're gonna go to a one of the uh, Ireland's microbreweries, Brewdog, which we've had Brewdog before. We have. And we've actually contacted a lot of the breweries, and they've all like we're not into non-alcoholics. So I was like, oh, sound lads, got the Brewdog. Brewdog's got it going. So. Um, so Wolf and Brewdog are the only two we found so far, actually. So here's my question. Go on. Here's my question around non-alcoholic beers today. Beyond, are these going to taste like garbage as well? But my question is, they're 05 percent. If I am in, <laughs> yours just went everywhere. Well, there we go. Um, my question is, if I'm an AA and I drink this beer. Am I back to day one? Like, are people in AA, are they not supposed to drink non-alcoholic beers because it's still got the taste of beer? I would be just curious if you know or any of our listeners know that could contact us and tell us what the story is with that. Uh, I need to get a towel because there's beer everywhere. Hang on a second, then I'll answer that question. (laughs) So... I am back from that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. the, the same thing just happened to me. So uh, this isn't a promising start to Wicklow Wolf's non-alcoholic beer. If it just, it just explodes. Yeah, like a soda, like a soda can. So. It, it was like something was, somebody put it in the, the tumble dryer beforehand um, and shook the living daylights out of it. Get him out of Oh my God. This is epic. Are you tossing some head out the window? Yeah, well, I think I just tossed uh, mostly beer. So, shit. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> oh, my what God. What a start to this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're a bunch of clowns. All right. All right. Here, Anyways, answer you. my question. Oh, What's oh, the story? Yeah. Question. The question is, the answer to your question is, I actually have no idea. Um, I, it's a good question, though, Get isn't out it? Of here. Is, is, <laughs> is there... <laughs> he's, he's yelling at the beer, folks. The beer, not anybody else. Um is is there enough <laughs> is there enough alcohol in it to make it uh to, to keep that dependent i i don't know i don't know is it teetotal enough if you just drink 0.5 percent alcohol <laughs> i don't know i have no We're- idea we're gonna have to get a listener opinion on that. I have no idea. Yeah, I've, I have no idea. I, I would. I don't know if I gave up drink, I wouldn't drink most of this stuff that we're drinking. But here we go. No. Um, do you have? Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> do, you have, 
Do you have a, an update on Kenneth first this week? Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to uh, reach people, out to people, Kenneth people and I... Well, Kenneth reached out to me asking me like, hey, you know, what's the story? So yeah. I actually, like we had talked about in last week's episode, I said, you know what, Ken I'm going to reach out to Kenneth and say, you know what? My wife is not comfortable with me going to Hong Kong. I'd like to go to Moscow. Do you have any work in Moscow? <laughs> <laughs> he did not fall for that one. But he did say I could do the talk virtually, but I wouldn't be getting as paid as much, which I right. then just ran out of ideas. And then I just sent Kenneth a nice email, just letting him know that I thought he was very good at what he does, scamming mm. people. Yeah. You're very good at that. And if he applied that and other things in the world, that I think he could be really successful and do some good in the world. And I encouraged him to stop trying to prey on struggling businessmen uh, and during the COVID pandemic. Um, I have not heard back from Kenneth. Uh, I do not think I will hear back from Kenneth, but um, I let him you know that know. I was on to him. So maybe, maybe he will reform and, and who knows? So. Who knows? He, he might, um, he might take the word by storm as um, I don't know, something else. Um, Quick bit of feedback from uh, last week's episode on the Queen's Gambit. Uh, Danny just wanted to let us know that he loved the Queen's Gambit. Uh, his favorite scene was when her coach at the end goes, you can make sure they remember forever the night the Queen did her gambit. So uh, thanks, Danny, for that. Uh, what was that scene? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the feedback from Danny. Um, not was sure there, was that, that was not actually a scene, was it? That's just Daddy making fun. <laughs> That's just, you know. Anyway. Moving so, on. Uh, today's um, topic, this beer, first impressions, not good. Uh, talking points. Today, let's set the scene. We're talking about personal development, professional development. Are they the same? Are they different? Why are we talking about these, you bunch of clowns? Why is this your topic this week? Nobody wants to listen to this. Well, let me tell you why. So during the week, um, we, I, uh, in, in work, had a professional development uh, course, class, I don't know what you want to call it, um, that I signed up for. It was absolutely fascinating, and it was uh, hosted by uh, some ex-Irish army special forces they're known as the uh, army rangers uh very very top secret you know uh, missions all the rest of it everything in the movies uh, so on and so forth and it was hosted by these guys who were former uh members of that and um fascinating they talked about you know applying what they learned in in the military and in these you know extreme conditions and places that they were put in and what it taught them about themselves as leaders and so on and so forth so uh we, we were chatting about it during the week jp and we said uh, let's let's have an old chat about this over a couple of non-alcoholic <laughs> beers so um uh, so here we are here we are you you seem to really enjoy that professional development which in my experience as a teacher mm. five years teaching in Tennessee there um, that was kind of like I had maybe 10 professional development days where they brought in speakers or something like that mm. and only one ever really stuck with me I cringed yeah. professional development days cringed it I, I think it, a lot goes down to the speaker right and and how they um, present themselves and carry themselves and the message um, as well I, I'll tell you why I enjoy it so much is because um, I suppose I have um, just 
just just an interest in it, right? And and how, particularly around some of the stuff that I heard during the week, you know, about um, about resilience, about empathy, about uh, you know, just some of these skills and and uh, elements of leadership that not a lot of people kind of consider when they think of of leadership, especially in the military, right? Um, and it's just, I think it's just such a fascinating, interesting uh, space on how we as human beings can can um, can develop and can can learn from, from these people and from experiences and so on and so forth. So I think it's just uh, it, it's just very interesting. Were you excited going into that professional development? Like, do you usually look forward to the professional development, or I'll tell was you it what, that one in particular? This one in particular because it was of who was hosting it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, you can you can find people who will you know host professional development classes and so on and so forth, um, but rarely would you get you know former highest um, level of secrecy in the army given it. Uh, I think that was there was an extra layer of of uh, interest based on that. Mm-hmm. When you think of personal development, professional development in general, mm-hmm. though. And the the market. Do you, what are your feelings or th- thoughts towards it? The market, like just the whole idea of of it. You know, like mm. like I think some people, with good reason, sometimes are like, ugh, you know, like that that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. To any of like, oh, it's a professional development day for work. Who knows what that's going to entail? Or just yeah. you walk yeah. past the personal development or self help book section, mm. and, and people can. I think they either gravitate towards that or they just run from that. Mm. Well, I, I think you have to look at it um, not so much as something that, you know, has to be done or is boring or a waste of time, but think of it more as kind of a gateway to future, uh, you know, personal growth, right? And mm-hmm. and knowledge. And I think, I think ultimately what personal development, professional development aims to do is kind of introduce people maybe to to the 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 process around reflecting on your experience as kind of the the main tool in developing self-awareness so you can grow as a person right i think that's Mm -hmm. the key to it it's not really much of a i I don't know you know you can look at it however you want to look at it i'm just saying that's how i look at it and that's kind of what why why i i enjoy those um those things. And I think it's good to get constant, not constant, but you know, it's nice every once in a while to check in and, and mm-hmm. check in with your self-awareness a little bit. Right. And, mm-hmm. and kind of consider things around, um, you know, communication and, and, uh, esteem and your needs and your feelings and your relationships, so on and so forth. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's quite, quite interesting in a, in a professional, um, yeah. environment. It's obviously, you know, different, right. But, um, the, the key tenets of it, are, I think, remain the same. Yeah. You want to be, if you're working in the workplace, your aim is to be a better leader. If you're a leader, just to be a better employee, better yeah. teammate in the workplace. Um, I, I have a lot of like mixed feelings because I think there's a lot of different aspects and different angles that come with mm. it. Obviously, my own business is, many would say it's professional development for coaches and sports. So right. it's largely based on coaches that want to be better coaches um so i'm a big believer in the fact of like i think it actually ties back when i was studying 
before I moved to Ireland to go to college at University of Limerick, my degree was, I was studying was philosophy. And mm -hmm. I think philosophy is like the study of just living a good life, right? It's all like right. just, you know, what's the purpose of life? And so often that people come very quickly to, let's you know, to live a good life, to be a good person, to help other people. And so philosophy is the study of what is living a good life like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Stoicism, a branch of philosophy, I guess a, a genre of philosophy, has become really popular as of recently. You know, just, and I know that I, I read a lot of, um, a guy named Ryan Holiday, um, he wrote The Daily Stoic, he had Ego is the Enemy, Obstacles Away. Uh, we've got a few of, of our friends that would be reading his stuff as well too. He's, it's just a, a philosophy on just, essentially just controlling what you can control and it ties very much towards mental health, like mm. what is good mental health and good living and living as like a good person, you know, like I think yeah, it's, it's to me, it's fascinating stuff, but I think mm -hmm. if you're trying, I, I, I think it's a good topic because as we're approaching new year's, everyone comes up with new year's resolutions. Well, yeah, over 91% of people give up on their new year's resolution after January. So and I think it's sometimes the people reason people give up is because they maybe not, they just say, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to read mm -hmm. more or I want to do this more. or I want to be healthier, but they don't actually take the time to learn about how to do that well. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know if that makes any sense, but it's like, you know, there's if you watch the social dilemma, you're going, oh, I need to get off my phone more. But then how do you do that? Like, how do you? Because that, all, everything around you, the environment, the world is telling you to get on your phone more and more and more. So how do you change your habits around your phone usage or stuff like that? Well, I think there's people out there that have guides essentially on how to do that, you know. So I just think it's kind of re a relevant topic as we approach the new year. Are, are you a New Year's resolution person? Um, I used to be. I'm, I'm not mm. as much now. I'm actually... I'm starting in December. I said, you know what? I've got one thing I'm going to do better in 2021. I want to do it better. And I'm going to start, but I'm going to start in December. I don't want to start January 1. You know? Okay. So. Um, I, I don't think I'm, I'm an, a New Year's resolution person. I think, I think it puts too much pressure on the individual, right? Um, to, mm -hmm. To, to make the change and, you know, because you can make a change anytime, right? Don't limit yourself just to the, the new year. Um, yeah, it is it is interesting, though. Um, and, and and I think the, the lines between the self-help versus the personal development can sometimes be a bit... Would you say they're blurred? Would you say they're quite defined? See, I, I have a hard time with this because say I'll read a book by a psychologist, you know, and literally a researcher out of Stanford, you know, like there's the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, you know, these type of books that are, they're by, you know, researchers, you know, in behavioral science, you know, they're got great evidence and work that they want to show in a book. And I read that book. I find that academic type in some ways reading and people will be, ah, oh, that's self-help. But I'm like, ah, oh, that's, Really just fascinating to learn about people and why we make the decisions or why we continue or you talked about resilience like you know what how does how does one person become more resilient than the other person you know it's just i find that fascinating so i think that's much different than you know ch chicken noodle soup for the soul or whatever it's called you know um, oh yeah 
Like I think that's different than picking up Tony Robbins is, you know, awaken, awaken the giant or something like that. You know, like that's just like a, this motivational guru that kind of lived in a closet and was a janitor or something like that. And then changed his life just because he said he could do it. You know, like it's just, I think there's a difference in reading different types of books. Yeah. You're not a fan of Tony Robbins. No, I don't like motivational what? type speaking types that just. Ha- I, let me ask you this. <clears throat> does it work for some people though? I mean, I think it does, right? Well, I think, I think there are, there are people who, who would believe that, that maybe Tony Robbins has, has changed their life. I, I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying that we can't completely discredit him, right? No, I, I think some people might say that. I mean, obviously, he's got a market for it. But yeah. there's, there's, there's a fascinating study. This, this will tell you the difference, I think. There's a fascinating study. Talk about New Year's resolution. Group of researchers ran a study, and they had three groups of people. The first group of people, everyone wanted to lose weight. First group of people, mm-hmm. they said, you know, just essentially they're committed to losing weight. That's it, right? Like, I'm going to exercise every week. They just made that commitment. I'm going to exercise every week. The second group, they gave them motivational material, videos and articles and such. So mm-hmm. they want. They said, they said, hey, I'm going to exercise more this week. But they also had to watch these motivational videos. The third group they didn't get any motivational videos, but they had to write down when and where and what time they were going to work out during the week. Group one, 37% actually worked out one time during the week. Group two that got the motivational material worked out 33% of the time. And group three worked out 82% of the time. So I, does that make yeah, sense? Go ahead. So yeah, group yeah. two so got the motivational I, material. It actually, motivational stuff makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you're actually doing something, but you're not actually doing something. Mm-hmm. And I think some, so that's why I question the motivational stuff. I think people pay for it. They bring the people in, you know, pump them up, get them fired up. But you feel like you've done something. You feel like you've accomplished something, but you really haven't. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I like the third group because it's like, oh, here's a, Here's like a clear way to do it. Here's a you know a yeah. path to, to being successful if you want to say lose weight and exercise more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that is um, quite interesting. The people have been calling for JP's fast fact to come back, and look, we, we just got a pile of them there in one go. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure they have. Here, here's another the the number one self help personal development book out there, hands right. down, hands down. You look it up. It is Viktor Frankl's man's search for meaning have you read this book nope have you heard of this book nope it's incredible so victor frankel grew up in man's search for meeting man's search for meeting yeah so he didn't grow up he and his family were sent to um concentration concentration camp during the holocaust yeah yeah. Yeah. i think they were in auschwitz um Mm -hmm. And he was a psychiatrist before. He was a psychiatrist after, actually, World War II. He survived the Holocaust, but he wrote about his experiences while in uh, these concentration camps. And his writings are incredible because he talks about the people that give up and the people that persevered and the people that found, even in the midst of this concentration camp, in the 
the worst situation you could possibly be in. The people that still found good, you know, that were still found mm. ways to be happy, you know. I, I, it's just a fascinating book. It's yeah. it's very dark. It's a very heavy book, but it is widely regarded as the number one, one of the number one books, you know, in, in self help that you can. Mm. And you know, it's it's just it's just a powerful read. It's a, it's by a qualified psychiatrist, mm. and it's his experiences through the Holocaust. You should check it out. It's uh, it looks like it, it would be a quick read, right? It's only two hundred pages, which isn't. I was expecting more. Yeah, two hundred, but. It's fairly small, two hundred. I'd say you could yeah, read it in four or five hours, or you could listen to it on audiobook. I'm sure too. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, mm, interesting. No, it's good, but I I think too. There's we've talked about mental. Have we talked about mental health in the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we we have, have. yeah. Mm. People, I think we often we focus on the mental health after. You know, once it becomes problematic, yes. rather yes. than just self care, like constantly taking mm. care of our own mental health. Mm. And I think. There's a lot of good stuff out there too, obviously that you could tune into yeah. or read or catch up on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially, I think this time of year, um, the the dark winters, you know, they're they're tough for a lot of people, right? And we're back in lockdown, and we're drinking non-alcoholic beers, and they don't taste very good. And sometimes <laughs> that can uh, that can get on you a little bit, right? Um, but yeah, no, I I hundred percent. Agree. So, do you ever Pandemic burnout? I think we talked about before. Go yeah, on. that's what it was. Do you ever have you ever read anything self help, personal development that you found good, or listened to something, or watched a, yeah. a, a video or movie? Yeah. Well, I'm reading uh, Carl Rogers at the moment uh, on becoming a person, and um, it's. It's yeah, it's eye-opening stuff, right? It's uh, he's he's obviously one of the the godfathers of of psychology um, and uh, fascinating fascinating stuff. So I'm going to stick with that. I have to do a book review on it as part of a course I'm doing, but um, I'll 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 definitely go for more once I have this one down. I just I I can't jump from book to book. I have to kind of stick with one until it's done, you know? Yeah, yeah. I used to be. What about one. you? You you're you're sticking with that Victor Frankl one? Well, that's one of my favorites by mm. far. But I you know I would read. Uh, I highly recommend people check out the Daily Stoic. Read that. That's mm. a little like one page a day. Reads it's two minutes. You know, it's very interesting yeah. stuff. You know, um, yeah. and that's all like reflecting on, you know, stuff from that's been interpreted. Um, by this guy Holiday, but he takes the writings of Marcus Aurelius, the emperor there, and all these other Seneca, mm -hmm. these Stoic philosophers. So that stuff, I I enjoy that. But I, I like reading about other things. I mean, I, I'll read most most of what I would probably read is history books of different people. I just find like uh, I just read about um, uh, James Braddock, um, the boxer in Cinderella Man, just autobiography oh, yeah. bi biography on that. Found that fascinating. But um, you know, I, I read the Psychology of Money. It's I wouldn't say it's self help, but it's like good advice for how to manage your money you know mm. and so i think I, I think sometimes those books like you talked about the gray line like that's a book that has like a proven very uh sound not a scam type of investor right. that's giving advice on money and then there's the book that's like how to make a million in one week you know like that yeah. is <laughs> that is what i would say bullcrap yeah. you know like yeah. 
get rich quick was that, books was versus different author <laughs> yeah there you go my buddy kenneth <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing yeah. so um, those... i don't think we have anything else to me no i think that's about it so <laughs> we've said all we want to um, say We've said all we wanted to say about personal and professional development. Let us know what 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 you think. Is yeah. it valuable or is it just a big pile of shite? Let us know. Um, here, speaking of big piles of shite, how'd you get on with those beers? <laughs> all right, let's just rank the last four beers. So you've got Brewdog. Last four. So we had Brewdog, we had Wicklow Wolf, and then before that we had the Lidl non-alcoholic, and then we had before that we had the the grapefruit. Yeah. Juice box crap yeah um without a doubt the number one of them all is the wicklow wolf like it's <laughs> it's much better than the Lidl 99 97 cents mm -hmm. pile of crap that you bestowed upon me last week um <laughs> i would put wicklow wolf at the top probably brew dog number two grapefruit three and then four i would say is 97 cents from Lidl. what do you think uh, I would agree with 97 cents Lidl at, at the bottom. Um, my top one is going to Grapefruit. My second is going to uh, Wicklow Wolf, except Explosion. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. And then my third is going to, to Brewdog. But I think second and third, Wicklow Wolf and Brewdog are very, very close. I'm giving Wicklow Wolf a 50. Uh, and I'm giving Brewdog a, maybe a 47. I actually think now, jeez, Brewdog is very bad. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, it it. I, I don't know where not you're getting that forty from. Uh, I'll give it a ten. It actually smells. I actually terrible. smells horrible. It, it smells, smells horrible. <laughs> oh that? my god! Above what is? All right, that I think bad. we're off. I think we're back on the beer next week, folks. <laughs> I think because it technically the, the episode uh, releases. There's one more weekend left in November. <laughs> no, 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 I'm done, man. Uh, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll, we'll try the Guinness zero. I, I couldn't find oh, it. Zero, zero. Yeah. Let's see if we can find it. So if, if yeah. otherwise I, I'm not putting myself through this anymore. So yeah, I'm bad. sorry for all those people that were hoping that we could find them a good non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Oh man. Not great. So. Unless, unless we go with like one of the really well, like Erdinger have been doing a non-alcoholic Erdinger for years and they're well established. Unless we try one of those and see. Yeah, uh, we could give it a go. Here, what did you give the Wicklow Wolf? I just want to write it down here in case we forget it. Yeah, I'll give it a 41. 41. Oh, lads, this is, yeah, bad. I mean, yeah, it is what it is, right? It, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, it's nothing really against the breweries themselves. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I just I just don't like non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I guess it's I'm struggling with, and I think we've talked about it before. Who buys these, and what purpose do they serve? I don't know. I don't unless know. you unless you like wanted your kids to like never drink, you would give them one of these, and you're like, see, beer tastes terrible. <laughs> just hand them one of these, <laughs> and then they would never drink beer, right? <laughs> Yeah, but then you'd be cleaning up all their throw up because they'd be throwing up all over the floor. Just the smell I, of it. The smell of this one alone. I don't know why you're even finishing it. To, I am. Uh, I'm not finishing it, man. I'm done. I'm out. So. <laughs> you know who drinks this nonsense is probably Tony Robbins because he's so thick <laughs> with his perfect shiny, smiley yeah. teeth. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins probably drinks non-alcoholic beer. Or just yeah. water. Or just water. Uh, that brings us to the end, folks, of a- another episode. Thank you for tuning in. We will leave it there until next week. Cheers, JP. Cheers, cheers. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs>